accessing library computer data. The world doesn't always adhere to logic. And sometimes when you're lost, you're found. Hey everybody, welcome back to the show. Welcome back to our continuing coverage of the short treks. We're up to the second one of the second season of these things, if that's what you want to call them. It's called The Trouble with Edward. It aired on October 10th, 2019, written by Graham Wagner, directed by Daniel Gray Logino. In this short track, newly minted Captain Lynn Lucero is excited to take command of the USS Cabot. That is, until she meets Edward Larkin, an ornery scientist who believes he has found a revolutionary use for the Tribbles. Clay, how are you? Welcome to The Trouble with Edward. Mm. Um, I'm going to put this out there. H. John Benjamin in this episode about Tribbles. H. John Benjamin also in Arby's commercials. Does that mean by the process of using logic and math that when the meat that Arby is talking about having so much of is in fact triple meat? Yeah. He's in Bob's Burgers too. So he's, he's very meat themed at this point yes. in his, his, his career. I have to imagine that's the reason that he's cast that way. I would think, although maybe he reached his, out because of his meat related <laughs> his, his, his meat history? comedy. His finely tuned meat comedy. Let's uh, let's play. He's got five minutes on corned beef that would just <laughs> it just kills. split your sides. <laughs> split your sides. Is that a joke in itself? Split your sides at the Arby's? Yes. Uh, let's see here. We're going to take a break. I'm going to play an audio clip from the episode. We'll come back and we'll break down the trouble with Edward. Uh, I've been working with sample specimens from a species native to Iota Geminorum Four, Tribulus ventricosus. People call them uh, tribbles for short. Oh. Pretty darn cute. Yeah, and if you uh, take all the fur off underneath, it's it's all meat, like a scallop, blood red. Clay, I, I actually like this one. I mm. like the short track. I thought it was pretty good. I don't think it was perfect. I think it had some problems, mostly uh, structurally. I think that in terms mm-hmm. of making it its own standalone little thing in fifteen minutes. But I have to say, the uh, it felt really weirdly Star Trek. Even though it wasn't at all what the tone of Star Trek is, I, I even put it down to when the um when the Enterprise approaches the planet at the very start and they run they rendezvous with the Cabot in space. Mm-hmm. That was the most Star Trekky ship movement I think that this series has ever done. Where yeah. it's not just that warp thing where they warp in and stop like on a dime and then just kind of drift there. Like they come in the Enterprise moves into orbit. Another ship meets it, and then they they part in a very Star Trekky way of doing it. I was mm-hmm. I was surprised that it took so long. But even outside of that, I thought that the um, I thought that even though the tone is obviously comedic and stuff, I thought that the, this felt pretty Star Trekky in a way. And I was impressed because I think this is what the short treks should try to do with their material, which is um kind of do like little sort of uh, homage or genre type riffs on things and. From the trailer, this looked like it was going to be more of an, a horror comedy, which it really isn't. It's more just kind of a straight-up comedy by the end of it. But I thought it was good. I think everything's pretty good, even though I do have problems, but we'll get into it. But would, would you, what was your takeaway? Yeah, I thought it was pretty good. It was probably the most fun I've had with one of these so far, and I think it's the most legitimately funny. Uh, it might be the best comedy Star Trek has ever done. Yeah. Because uh, they're not particularly good at comedy traditionally. Most um, to H. John Benjamin, I will say. Like, it's yes. pretty much oh, entirely yeah. his thing. Uh, because I have a 
I think that the female captain is probably the biggest problem with this episode, both on, I think, a casting level and just a way that she's written to to yeah. be his antagonist. Um, you mean being written as a woman? West. Yeah, but basically being yeah, not having a penis was a real problem for this character <laughs> going forward. I think that I, I think the comedy works really well if you'd fa- based it on him, and I think that everything that I kind of have a problem with it is they made the main character this female captain, and I don't mm-hmm. think that that's necessary because I see I see Edward as a Milton from Office Space character. Sure, and and I think it's funnier if he is just kind of this crazy person who's a weirdo. And everyone else is just kind of like, they're emb- not embarrassed, but they're like, they don't want to deal with him, but they're not outright rude to him. And he, he mm-hmm. kind of takes it on himself to do this thing where I, I think they stumble a little bit in that the actress isn't a great comic actress, I don't think. And she she's written in a way that's a little bit too antagonistic towards him. And I don't think it's necessary. I would have skipped all that and just had more of an office space Milton kind of thing going on with him. Yeah, she is surprisingly uh, hard on him. Um, I mean, he is an idiot. He is an idiot. Uh, and, yes, yeah, yeah. But yeah, but she. Uh, yeah, I, I, I kind of thought she was a bit of a leak, uh, leak wink, a weak link, as well. And I don't know if I, I think maybe it. Yeah, it's a focus issue for me, because um, it feels like the story should be from Edward's point of view. And, you know, whether it's him trying to conceal the tribbles as they're explode, you know, like the, a little bit more of that sort of uh, um, science experiment gone wrong kind of hijinks. Yeah. Um, I do also think that, again, the the storytelling in, in this new version of Star Trek really needs to learn the uh, efficiency of the captain's log. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like they could have, as much as I like seeing Pike, Pike continues to be the best. Um, I feel like they could have saved like five minutes if they had just done a captain's log and exp- from the uh, from the new captain's point of view. I don't know why that, there's a Pike in this episode at all. Other yeah, than he's to just, just there. Link it. Yeah, yeah, he's just there to be there. Like if they had if they had done her if they had started with the shot of the Enterprise, you know, peeling off or whatever, and and done over that a captain's log where the captain is like captain's log start at blah blah blah. Captain Pike has. Just seen me off in my new command at the ship of the Bob or doing X, Y, and Z. And then you can get right into the story. Right. I mean, that's that's what's so great about the captain's log. And I mean, you could say that it's a crutch, um, but seeing as they've never, they don't really do it in the show, I don't really find it a crutch. It's especially not a crutch, I don't think, in something like this where... Uh, time you know, is of the essence. You yeah, need, time is of the essence. Up, yeah. and you got to do as much as you can. Because that's that was the the my biggest problem with this. I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was fun. I felt like there wasn't I, – I, it felt really fast to me. And I know it's short, and I know it's only 15 minutes. But it felt like all the time spent on the captain took away from the rest of the story. Yes, yeah. And uh, I think you could have gotten a bit more story out of it if they had, you know – Chopped, chopped it with a captain's log, or used the captain in a bit more of a a, a different sort of a point of view role. Um, but that being said, yeah, I thought it was good. Yeah, I think I think I hundred percent of my problem with it is just the structure. It's as if it's as if people are kind of unfamiliar with how they want to write these shorts to get the point across, and they they include right. way too much information. I think just to make it um, 
there must it almost feels like there's a mandate in the writer's room to link it to the other series somehow where you have mm-hmm. to you have to have pike at the start or you have to do this and you have to do that but if you cut that and you just place this from edward's point of view and you focused entirely on him making this decision that has this ramification of the triple problem i think i think it's really clever and i think it works and i saw i think if anything this this episode has been a good thing to show me like a lot of Star Trek sites are very harsh on this episode, <laughs> and they do, they don't like the retconning of the Tribbles, and they don't mm-hmm. like the uh, tone between the characters. They think that they're too antagonistic towards each other. Sure, I would agree that the captain probably is, but I think that's only because it makes the narrative suffer. I don't care that they actually don't like each other. I think that that's fine. But like comedically, you need that antagonism between the two. But I I don't care about retconning the Tribbles because to me. I don't feel like this is an egregious case of that, and I actually think it works into canon kind of nicely in a way. Like they they introduce the Tribbles going to the Klingons, why the Klingons don't like them. You sort of you could argue that you know maybe Kirk and whatever are unfamiliar with it, and that they've actually encountered them before. It is kind of my, my I guess my one problem would be the show seems to really like to have humans be responsible for everything. It, it's mm. this belief that like. Nothing is truly unknown. We do everything. It's the same with the Borg, how they always want to like link our, like we right. create the Borg for some reason right. or we're responsible for them. Um, this is the same. And I think that that's problematic. But outside of that, I don't really, I have no issue with the way that it's set up or the way that they, they handle the Tribbles in here because I think the Tribbles are built as a joke. There's, no, there's nothing serious about the Tribbles. So you can do whatever you want with them. Yeah. The, um, the retconning, I, I, it's one of those retcons that, <clears throat> as they were doing it, it I, I rolled my eyes for a second, but then I was like, ah, eh, whatever, who cares? It's just the tribbles. Yeah. Um, but the th- I think the thing that's distracting about it and why it's annoying is because it just feels like they are scrubbing every single corner of continuity to find something to throw into this show. Yeah, yeah. Instead of just telling a story with uh you know with an with a new set of rules a new set of aliens a new set of characters they feel this need to just dig up every piece of 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 uh nostalgia i hate using that word cuz fan, fan service it now, it's it's fan service sort e- of either yeah, way yeah. i don't like using those things because they sound very negative uh people use them very negatively now and that's not what i mean it's just they 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 keep f- digging up these bits of of connective tissue to try and expand on that I don't think it's necessary. I mean, this this one is fine, again, because, um, you know, who gives a shit? It's the Tribbles. Uh, well, I, I, I guess it, if it you... It does feel like it, it, it has that feeling of, uh, you know, throwing Chewbacca into episode three just because he wasn't in the first two, you know? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I guess it's the... Um, I think there are cleaner ways to bring the Tribbles into this that seem less like the... Um, like it's I think the problem is the fact that he does something to the tribbles to make them breed quickly, which feels mm-hmm. like it's a step too far. It could just be like, why wouldn't he just have discovered the species and because of their fast reproduction, he's going to try it, but it gets out of hand on him mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like so I think the problem maybe with the retcon is that and it ties into what I was talking to me about earlier. It's like, why does he have to be responsible for making the tribbles? Right. Why, yeah. why can't the tribbles just have existed like this? And this is they're always the way that they're going to be. And that feels less like you're changing their 
development in a way. There's no reason to have Starfleet be responsible for absolutely everything that's ever happened in this universe. And and that would have made sense to me. So I, I don't it kinda, mind. It Go kind of goes against sort of the point of the show. It does. Yeah, it does. You know, because it's, it's if you the point of the big uh, building block of Star Trek is that the universe is huge and you're boldly going where no one has gone before and uh, exploring uh, brave new worlds or whatever. Strange new worlds, and if you keep tying it back to the humans, you're really making the universe feel really small. Yes, you know, because it's because then you have to extract because you have to extrapolate out. Oh well, the, how did these tribbles end up and blah blah blah? Or you know, so the Borg went back in time, but then they got sent. You know, it's why does Kirk the- know not know about the tribbles? They were apparently a thing, which is fine. I can always say that he just didn't look up what a tribble was, and he was personally surprised to just to learn about mm-hmm. them. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it just opens up questions. I just and and if you're, I think the the goal of the shorts should not be to tie continuity that way. You can, you can mm-hmm. use the continuity and kind of this fan service idea that you're going to reference previous things, but just have them stay out of the way. You don't need to connect everything together all the time. Right. And and I thought that this would have been a prime episode to do it because what I think that this one does really well that the original series couldn't do with their triple design. Is that they both they do a very good job of showing why the tribbles are funny, but also why they're dangerous at the same mm-hmm. time. Because mm-hmm. in in this one they do a better job of showing like how they get into the compartments, how they fill up space, how they like smother you basically in the ship because there's so many of them, and how they get into the electrical engineering and how do, they do all these things. And it's like this this funny take on it, but you also understand why getting these things onto a spaceship would be pretty catastrophic in in, yeah. in some ways which is which is a neat little um comedy beat to play off of but i just like the shot of the ship uh from the exterior you see the sea of tribbles like rising in the windows yes. and stuff yeah. and it's just neat it's stuff they couldn't do in the original series because of the limitations of technology but here they get to play with it a little bit yeah i was kind of hoping that they were going to go a little bit more desperate at the end and uh have it be i, I was hoping they were going to play the ending of the ship being overtaken by tribbles sort of like the ending of a Star Trek movie where things are blowing up and, you know, everybody's got ripped shirts and soot on their face as they're scrambling to get to the escape pod. And then ultimately they have to blow the ship up. I was really hoping they were going to blow the ship up because I thought that would have been hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) But unfortunately they didn't. No, they had to tie it into Klingon because they had to establish that the Tribbles get to the Klingons somehow, which is, again, a human responsibility. that's something you wouldn't have to do if you didn't establish that the 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 fast breeding of the tribble starts in this instance right yeah no exactly yeah there's i was actually a little bit disappointed that they didn't um play up the horror aspect of it a lot because i think that that's very funny to have a horror short where these little monsters are are cute little fuzzball things that people Mm -hmm. are screaming and i I like the shot of them running through the ship shooting them with guns i think it's funny um (laughs) even the way that they the the tribbles are funny because they're these creatures that like Star Trek is supposed to respect and everything. But I think H. John Benjamin's best scene is the opening briefing when he's talking about them, and he's just like, one of them just fell off my desk and it died instantly. Yeah. And, <laughs> it's like, and it, he has a line about they're like, are these things um, sentient? And he says, I, I don't know. It's hard to tell. They don't have faces. <laughs> it's I, I just really liked all that stuff and i think that the short tracks do a good job of that and one thing i didn't mention about q a the one line i really liked in q a was um when they're stuck on the elevator one of the questions spock asks is 
do you think that the Prime Directive is actually morally defensible? Which, yeah, which that is was the, the most interesting part of the episode. Which yeah. is a very meta thing for that show to do, and I think that they should do more of that, and I think that Tribbles actually does do more of that. It kind of pokes fun at the whole Star Trek idea. Also, um, the woman sitting next to H. John Benjamin, was she a trill? She was, yep. Yeah, that's interesting. Earliest uh, mention of a trill in canon, I think. Yeah. Hmm. I don't think they're in Enterprise. I think I read that somewhere. Hmm. But yeah, did you... Um, so, uh, yeah, do, do you have any other thoughts about this one or something? I, I enjoyed watching it. It was certainly the most fun that I've had out of watching all of these. Calypso might be better on a storytelling level, I think, than this one. But uh, this is kind of what I want from a short trek, I think. Yeah, um, I still think Calypso is the best one because I feel like that's the one that's that told the most story yep. uh, in the limited time. You know, I, I feel like it's interesting. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, I feel like we run into the similar thing on Batman where every episode has the same amount of time, right? So Batman's got like 20 minutes or 22 minutes, and these ones have about 15, 12 to 15. And it really varies episode to episode how much story they can fit into that amount of time. Yeah. Like you'll have an episode like Heart of Ice, which feels like every time when we covered it on the show, I, I remembered it being two episodes because it felt like there was so much going on and there's so much character stuff and it's just there there's character stuff there's action there's backstory there's, they fit a lot in there in, yeah. a, in a very small amount of time it's like a feature then idea up, in an episode yeah but then there's other episodes where it's like the i the, the amount of story is essentially um this thing gets stolen batman has to figure it out and get it back it's like a two-step thing to solve the problem and then the rest of it is just like an elaborate action sequence or something. Yeah. And it, and I, I feel myself going like, that was fine. But it just feels like that they could have used the time better because you know that they can. Right. You know that they can tell more story and use have all of the pistons firing at the same time. It's not like, oh, we can do a lot of character stuff, but that means we can't do a lot of CGI or, or action stuff. It's like, no, I know that you can do all of them. Right. Yeah. So it has it's been done. I, it is a little uh, uh, frustrating. I don't know if frustrating is the word, but knowing that Calypso exists and seeing how much work they did there and how good that was, and then um, something like this, which is fun, but if you're going in there looking for a story, it's it's pretty fast. It's It's got like three beats, and then the rest of it is just sort of like the fallout from the, the, the first beat. Yes. Um, or the second beat. And that's fine, but it does it does make me wish that that they would that they would do another one that just really uses those 12 to 15 minutes and they just really you know tell you a story yeah yeah i I think this one definitely does suffer from they seem they uh it's a continuing discovery thing they seem content to just show you these things that you recognize and and believe that you will build a kind of like uh story out of just seeing them and Mm -hmm. i think they need to do a better job of just whittling it down to what this is and i think that like condensing it to remove the captain's role where she's so antagonistic and just have it be more of the like Edward is sort of pushing back against people who aren't taking his ideas seriously, but they're taking it not seriously in a very Star Trekky official way. Like, how about you do something else, Edward? That kind of stuff. Yeah. I, I think that that's the, that's the idea that you want to work with here. And instead, they have the Pike scene. They have her talking to him. They have the final scene where she debriefs Starfleet and stuff like that. And I don't think that that's very necessary, and it doesn't play to the strengths of the episode, which are letting 
Benjamin riff, basically, and mm-hmm. making visual comedy out of the triples. Those are the two yeah. things that work. If I were to change it structurally, what I would do is I would, I would remove the scene with Pike at the beginning, start with a captain's log of the captain explaining how Pike just dropped her off and put her in new command and et cetera, et cetera. Get into the triple stuff. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have him be the engineer of the uh, reproduction. Maybe he does something that makes it happen faster or something, but not straight up create that. Right. So that gives you a little more wiggle room with what you can do. And then you blow up the ship at the end, which I would love them to do. And then instead of her debriefing Starfleet, I would have her, that's where I would use Pike. I would bring P- Pike back in and have him sitting across from her, having just saved them from the, the Tribble ship and having her, basically, Pike asked the questions that Starfleet does b- b- uh, to her instead of the Starfleet guys. Yeah, yeah. No, that, that, that's good. It, it tightens it up a little bit. These are not huge changes either. It's just like no. mild, mild edits to the way that you want to go. I guess. I, they're probably just not familiar with the structure at this point, but I feel that they should be a little bit tighter than what they are. So it's it's interesting, but I did like this one. I thought it was enjoyable. Calypso probably is better as a story, um, but I think that this one, I just like them going in a different direction. Like, try different things yeah. with it. Yeah, if, if, definitely. Just see what you're going to yeah. do. And I think, I think for... Yeah, I, go ahead. No, go ahead. Well, it's the comedy... Star Trek doesn't do comedy particularly well, but if you bring in comedic actors and you set them up with an idea like the Tribble, I think there's room for the series to branch out into that. And I think that seeing this uh, makes me feel a little bit more um, receptive to the idea of Lower Decks, the animated series that they're Mm going to come out with, because I think you can do things like that and you can do things like this and there is room for it to work and not just be a gimmick. Did you um did you watch the after credit scene? I did, yeah. Yeah. Very yeah. um not total recall, very Robocop. Yeah. Yeah. I have more of a I have more of a canon problem with that with that than I do anything else. In at, at least they stuck it as a tag. Like I, I don't even yeah, consider I mean, tags to clearly, really exist. It's yeah. clearly a joke. Yeah. I, it's clearly a joke. But if I were to if I were to be a hardcore canon nerd, I would my biggest problem would be that. Uh, for a number of reasons. <laughs> <laughs> Not limited to the fact that it's a television commercial uh, in a society where you don't buy things anymore. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, you know, we won't get into that. Guys, thank you very much for listening to the show. You can support the show on patreon.com slash the Penske file. Otherwise, all these social media links are down below. Facebook, Twitter, Discord, Instagram, all that good stuff. I think we're done. We're going to be back with the next short track, which I don't know what the name of it is right now off the top of my head, but we'll be back. I think it's in November, so we got a little bit of time. Until then, see ya. Thank you.